0: Welcome, Dreamers, to the very first Dreamcast Years podcast. I'm Andrew Dickinson, and I'll be your host. Uh, The Dreamcast Years, to me, was a period of time when gaming was at its best. It was a golden age of gaming, uh, and I classify that as the years from between 1997 and 2008, which roughly correlates to the time that the Dreamcast was a current console. It launched in Japan in 1998, and the final officially licensed game released for the system in 2007. I added a year either side because well, I wanted to, uh, and also were some great games and great franchises that began in those years. Uh, both the site and this podcast will look at gaming during this time, always with a reverence to Sega's final console and how it influenced the scene. So each episode of this podcast will focus on one of those golden years, and with our guests we'll take a look at what year, uh, what that year in gaming brought to the table, the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly. So without further ado, let's delve into this first stop, on our tour of Dreamcast Streamcast years, 1997. So what was life like in the UK in that year, I hear you ask? Well, um, depressingly to start off with, it was the year that Princess Diana tragically died uh, and the nation mourned, kind of. Um, Candle in the Wind was the uh, song of the year, uh, the biggest song uh, performed by Elton John. Um, and it narrowly stopped Barbie Girl by Aqua be- from being the song that defined 1997 for everyone. Labour leader Tony Blair was elected as Prime Minister after 18 years of Tory government. British scientists introduced the world to Dolly the Sheep, who was the first successfully cloned mammal. Uh, the Full Monty was the biggest grossing film in the UK. And on the telly, we were watching shows such as Friends, Frasier, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, South Park, I'm Alan Partridge and Brass Eye. I could go on, I won't. Um, And also this year, the other slayer of that dastardly Night King from Beyond the Wall, uh, Maisie Williams, a.k.a. Arya Stark, uh, was born on the 15th of April. Um, Leading on from that, two people who definitely weren't born in 1997 uh, are the two people who are patiently sat here waiting for me to shut up. Um, So first off, I'd like to introduce my co-host with the co-most. It's Dreamcast lover and Switch Island native, Mr. Richard Elsie. How are you?
1: Hello, I'm good, thank you. I thought he was going to say host with a comb over at
0: first, but I'm spinning a bit on <laughs> no. top, but
1: I'm not quite there yet.
0: <laughs> um, so, thank you very much for joining me. And I did say Richard instead of Rich. Uh, yeah. So, hopefully, your mum will be happy.
1: <laughs> oh, she will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and speaking of, um, of Islanders, um, our esteemed guest today is the founder of the Switch Island, uh, the majestic man from Merseyside, the Chief Flamingo himself. It's Mr. Daniel Ward. How are you?
2: I'm fantastic. The majestic man from Merseyside. I've been called far worse <laughs> things from our, uh, our esteemed patrons and friends before. So thank you very much for calling me that, Andrew.
0: That is, you're more than welcome. Yeah, there's much more I could say about you, I suppose, but I'll keep it clean to begin with. Thank you, Um, (laughs) mate. So, um, I've got a nice list of things for us to talk about today and, you know, a bit of a running order. Um, And the first thing that I want to do um, in every podcast is ask our guest what their favourite Dreamcast game was since this is uh, called the Dreamcast Years. So, um, Dan, this is a question for you to start with. What was your favourite Dreamcast game?
2: Well... I can never remember the actual game that was on the Dreamcast, whether it was Virtua Fighter 1, 2, 10, 25, or whatever it might be. But I do recall there being a Virtua Fighter on the Dreamcast at some point. Am I right? Please correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> right now. Three Thank God, for TB. that. TV. I, I remember not owning a Dreamcast, but I do remember thinking, my God, this is a fantastic console. I wanted one. It connected to the internet, and that game was Fandabby Dozy. We used to have it in our local youth club. Um, which makes me sound like I was abused as a child. I wasn't. It was fantastic, the youth club, and <laughs> it was really, really cool. Um, but we used to have Dreamcast there with an N64 and all the other kind of consoles. i was wow. very, very jelly of the person that would bring it. So that was my favourite game on the Dreamcast.
0: Nice. That sounds like a pretty nice youth club, to be honest. That's nicer than any of the ones if you had consoles yes, there. Oh, really? my God.
2: We live in the nice part of Liverpool, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> 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 <cool>. <laughs> I, know, I was <laughs> never a youth <laughs> club
1: guy, but I feel like I've been missing out all this time. Hmm. Yeah, fifty p fifty p for a can
2: of pop, and you could uh, <laughs> play the Dreamcast for as long as you want. Well, two hours before your dad came.
0: Yeah, two hours <laughs> is enough, I guess. It's not too bad. Yeah, I don't think we had. Well, cause I don't think we had youth club. We had Boys Brigade when I was uh, when I was younger, so <laughs> dressing in okay? uniform.
2: <laughs> is that where it went wrong for you, mate? Is that what the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> It's,
0: it's where, where everything went wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never <laughs> indulged in any of these things. I
1: was never part of any groups. So I was I was a real shut in. I was just played my video games. Never did guides. Never did. I was gonna say brownies then. I you can do brownies That's now, but <laughs> <laughs> never did scouts. No youth clubs. Just stayed at home playing my. video And now
2: games. look what you're part of. You're part of this Dreamcast group, and you're part of the See, uh, Switch Island group. There we go.
0: Paid off. It all paid exactly. off. Exactly. Paid off, mate. <laughs> paid off big time. Um, Rich, since uh, since it's the first episode, I thought I'd mm. ask you the same question. What's your favourite Dreamcast game?
1: Ah, it's gonna have to be Shenmue. Definitely, yes.
0: it's yeah,
1: it's it's, it's it's well documented. It's it's just the the peak of yeah you know, the Dreamcast library. It's the game that Sega staked everything on. They'd already done that with the Dreamcast itself, but this was the one game where it was just make or break. Absolutely, so it's significant even before you play the game. It's it's just a, such a significant game, and I think it's it's I don't think it's massively underappreciated but i think not enough people realize i think a lot of influences has had on games today and especially things like the yakuza series mm. just the open world element of it it's yeah it, it's not a game i feel like it's dated super brilliantly at times but it still holds up
0: yeah yeah the remasters look pretty nice to be fair but um yeah gameplay wise um it also did introduce the world to QTEs, though, which I think a lot of people might not be so happy with it for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they're fine as long as, as long as I'm doing them well. It,
0: they're, they're great, though. <laughs> it's true. It's the other nine as times out ten. <laughs> um, So I guess we can move straight on to kind of the meat of the podcast, um, which is 1997 and looking at um, kind of, what gaming was like uh, back in 1997, which was 22 years ago. Wow, okay. a long time, long Ooh. time ago. Um, and uh, so, what I thought I'd do, uh, and what I'll do each each podcast, is I'll give us a bit of a flashback to what happened the previous year. So, in this in this case, 1996. Um, we'll have a, a little flash forward, uh, fast forward even to, uh, the next year, which is 1998, uh, just to see what kind of was sandwiching it in the mid. what's, what this is. I'm not sure what I'm going <laughs> to gonna say. Something to do with a sandwich. I was going to say something to do with a sandwich. It's sandwiching. Um, sandwich between these two things, um, I'll cut these out later. Um, so, um, so what I will do is, uh, we'll t- take a look at these years first and maybe have a quick chat about them. Um, so flashback-wise, we've got 1996, uh, which gave us some pretty some pretty classic games. Uh, we've got Super Mario 64, mm. uh, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil, uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, um, and Nights into Dreams, which I think is one of the only Saturn games that the majority of people know. Mm. Um, any of those take your fancy, you, both of you?
2: Uh, never really heard of them. Um, <laughs> a couple of games in there but I mean you if that was a year I know it, it, it runs parallels for some years that we see on like different console releases but if that was a year now it would be absolutely ridiculous. all of those are brand new IPs you never played any of them before and you got Tomb Raider you got Pokemon and sorry just name another one for me cause I'm Resident Evil mind. yeah Res- mm. Resident Evil In within a year you'd lose your marbles yeah.
0: that's true that is true and um, these are all just to, just a note these are all um european release dates so some of these released earlier in japan um mm-hmm. but i'm going with eu since we are in the eu um currently um so <laughs> <Depends laughs> thanks for really. <laughs> going to take horribly <laughs> yeah. how long is the editing going to take <laughs> yeah i know Another <laughs> um, uh, extension <laughs> <laughs> just for this yeah um any of those that you're a fan of rich
1: it would be easy for me to say Nights into Dreams But for me the standouts I'm going to say two games in particular Were um, Super Mario 64 And the original Tomb Raider Definitely mm. yeah. Um, yeah I mean yeah. The first Tomb Raider Both I think meant a lot for similar reasons They just felt like that next big leap in gaming um, I still remember playing what Tomb Raider for the first time When I got my Playstation And just the leap from what I played before With my Maker Drive and then the same again seeing Mario sixty four like playable in the shops. Just yeah. yeah. It was next level. Was
2: Tomb Raider one the original where you could lock the fella in the fridge?
0: That was two. I wasn't think it, it was two. I'm it's not, not two. sure you got to go yeah. to the mansion in one. It yeah. was pretty straightforward. There was no side bits to it. Yeah. What
2: was one with the tiger on the first level? Spoilers.
0: Yeah. That was two. Ah, must have
1: I must I know the first game did have that training bit where you were in the house. Cause I remember it had like the um, all the crates you could climb over to like learn climbing. You had the swimming pool as well, but Possibly. I don't remember
0: the yeah the butler and like the uh, the freezer. No. So, no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the Come original Tomb Raider started when you're outside. You um you climbed like a mountain and you're outside these giant mm. stone doors. I think that's how it started but yeah. it was it was the one with the T-Rex about halfway through the game you got you got oh. the the T-Rex which, which is quite a big thing yeah um, back then that was that was amazing um and it started off the whole thing of uh Lara Croft being known for killing everything and anything uh, <laughs> endangered yeah, yeah. or not
1: <laughs> pretty
2: much and out of her uh, loins uh, Nathan Drake was probably born i think that's probably <laughs> the safest uh, safest <laughs> assumption to make
0: very true um so let's skip forward a little bit to 1998 um, I'll give us some games that came out that year as well, Um, we'll have a chat about the, about those quickly. So 1998, that's two years later, uh, we had the likes of Half-Life, mm-hmm. uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Legend, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2, uh, Spyro the Dragon, and Panzer Dragoon Saga, uh, which is probably the other game that people know, but the fact that it's insanely expensive um, to get now. Uh, what about those ones? Do any of those say anything to either of you?
2: I think with Half-Life immediately, I just remember no clip. And then just bashing that into absolutely every level and just floating like a ghost and confusing (laughs) the life out of any sort (laughs) of alien that was in it. Um, No, Half-Life was absolutely incredible. That was an amazing game. Uh, Scary as well. It was probably one of the first Mm. games I remember playing, being genuinely petrified of like certain parts. And I think it kind of captured parts of Alien. Um, mm. as, a, as a movie f- franchise, um, where you you kind of never knew what was going to come around any of the corners, um, but yeah, it was. A bit, I don't really have to go into too much detail. Resident Evil Two, I remember very fondly. I haven't played the remake yet, but I probably put that down as oh top twenty of all time. I think for me personally, I don't know. well, mm. I think
0: it'd be there for a lot of people. It'd be up there for a lot of people as well. I think yeah. Resident Evil Two, it's a it's a big release. Uh, more so than Resident Evil One, I think, in some in yeah. some respects, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Rich? Any of those particularly stand out?
1: Probably, um, yeah. I mean, Half Life definitely. Um, there's one of those games that kind of borrowed from my mate. I never owned it, but what always stood out to me, it was the first time with a video game it felt truly kind of cinematic, like the whole narrative mm. building where you're just kind of you're playing it, but you're not actually in a game yet. You're just watching everything build up like slow burn mm. to everything, just mm. basically. You yeah, know, the shit hitting the fan. And mm. that, to me, was so unique. It was like the first time I'd ever experienced that. You know, video games, you just were used to just jumping to a level. Here comes some enemies straight away. So that mm. creates such a great atmosphere. Um, yeah, Resident Evil 2, my fondest memory of that is shitting myself in the gun shop when I come through the window. That was <laughs> in, the, just... in the game, or...? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Leon dropped one as well, same time as I did. Um, Probably. And of course Ocarina of Time That was my uh, mm. big Christmas game that year And I remember the TV ads Coming on shortly before And just being so excited So you, you have to say Ocarina of Time
2: <laughs> Never played it <laughs> Really? Never uh, played it saying I know. No seriously I, d- I just <laughs> well, never just like never
1: played it Link amiibos you have
0: Terrible
2: I know they're all there as well Chilling out <laughs> um, I, I just yeah. never played it I know Terrible wow.
0: Yeah. But to be fair, I haven't completed it. I have it, and I've played a, a fair chunk of it, but I've never finished yeah. it. So I, I feel bad you. just for that. Yeah, it's oh, fine. It's
2: okay. <laughs> you can, on the richest law, <laughs> you're fine, but evidently I'm not.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm told I'm a fake gamer. I don't. I, just, I talk about games, so I never actually complete them. Sometimes I don't even play them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of Half Life, actually, what you were saying, which is, um, was really interesting because I it kind of struck a memory for me of. I think it was the first game I ever played where rather than just watching a cutscene happen in front of you, you were actually Mm. still in the game while all the story unfolded. And I, I, there must've been other games before that, but for me, I think that was the first game I played where that happened, where, you know, the scientists were having a conversation and you were just, I mean, I just ran around them and just did silly things while they were chatting. But everything was happening while you were actually there rather than it being kind of from a cinematic angle somewhere. Hmm. And I think that was quite a big thing as well at the time. Um, and that's what quite a lot of games do these days, is that they just have all of their cinematics in-engine, in as it were. Um, which got to is, have. Yeah.
2: Um, I think they've got the in-engine in stuff, but Honorable Mention to uh, Metal Gear Solid as well. Mm. It's from, from I mean, that was an incredible game, but more so, the like you're saying there, the narrative build with even something like Ocarina as well. It was just so unique when you think of three games. So you've got Half-Life, you've got Ocarina, and then you've got Metal Gear Solid. Mm. I I, d- I can't even think of three more influential games in a year, mm, definitely than those yeah. three. Um, and, and exactly how it's then, I don't know. Propelled each of those genres forward. So, yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Even I could again just plug in the remote control. What was it, Psychomantis? Where you had mm-hmm. to, oh, and it vibrates. And all my that God, table. yeah, that was <laughs> just ingenious. Hideo Kojima. Like, what was he sixty-four uh, now? That was his birthday yeah. yesterday or something? Mad. so wow,
1: I mean that felt He's like such a Nintendo it. move as well, like with a controller. That's that was yeah. such a Nintendo mm-hmm. thing we would have had in the last like five or ten years. And yeah. it happened twenty odd years ago on the PlayStation.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's odd. Yeah. amazing. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, those are um two years that we're actually not talking about this this uh this time, but we actually still did. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, uh, no, it's fine. Uh, But let's get back on track to 1997. Um, The first thing I want to do, I think this is something I want to do every time because I I, I found this fact from Wikipedia that I thought was hilarious. um, And I really want to try and find one for each year now. Um, But this is the fact that I found for 1997 that's gaming related. So um, a scene from the Pokemon anime show, which is obviously based upon the games, uh, from December the 16th, 1997, caused, caused 685 Japanese children to have seizures, uh, which caused wow. Nintendo to make a statement proclaiming the safety of the Pokemon games for fear that the games would cause a similar effect. Um, the episode was permanently removed from circulation, and the, the featured Pokemon in the episode, Porygon, hasn't made an appearance in the Pokemon anime since.
2: Wow. Okay. So that's what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. I th- I, there's got to be a YouTube of this at some point, which we need to now find and then yes. understand exactly what the hell happened. This Is it just like, <laughs> a, 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 it must have been some sort of mad light show just coming off of Porygon?
0: I'd imagine so, yeah. <laughs> 685 project. children. There's a lot of people for that to happen to. I, so mean, I I remember
1: reading about that. Like This is going way back. I think it might be like n magazine. I remember they had a little news story about that. Mm. I never realised that about Porygon. That just went right past me. I've watched countless episodes of, um, was it? Would would be Indigo League, whatever the classic Pokemon animated. Oh, Indigo League, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've never, never noticed in his absence. You know, he wasn't Mm. there, so I'm fully bad now. Sorry, (laughs) Porygon. Yeah, he should be
2: good Pokemon.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's that's my fact for uh, for this episode. Hopefully, I'll find one that's just as good for next time. But I thought that was just too good not to. (laughs) <laughs> not to put in. Um, another fact, um, not quite as, uh, as strange, but well, in its own way, it's strange. You, you can forever started development in 1997. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything turned out well. <laughs> <laughs> how long did that take? 14 years. Oh,
2: okay, I was going to say 13. So yeah, that's um <laughs> classic game. Brilliant game. Did really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've not played it yet, but I did actually buy it for three <laughs> quid the other day. just to. I, I just want to see how how bad it is um yeah it's it's one of those it's it's a rubbernecking type situation i I just want to see i just want to see um everybody i've asked though has said how awful that game is so i know i'm in for a for a treat
2: it tends to be games like that where they're that bad they're actually quite good um and knowing what Duke Nukem was like when I was younger um which was a very weird thing to go to after playing something like Quake which is very serious and (laughs) jumping into Duke Nukem I was like okay um, (laughs) I don't think my tiny little brain can comprehend this at whatever age I was so um anyone listening that's never played a Duke Nukem game don't bother just go straight to Pornhub that's pretty (laughs) much it you'll be fine Did,
1: did any of us ever play like any of the N64 versions there were no. two games, wasn't there? Like a third-person uh, third one. It was
2: Nukem 64. I think that was yeah, the one was, that I had. What was
0: the other one they released? There was another one that was like third-person. They did a it couple just... on the PlayStation third person. it was third-person. Yeah. I think it was a, a Time to Kill or something along those no, lines. It was, yeah. I
1: don't know why I thought it was on the 64. Maybe it wasn't, but... Mm.
2: Yeah, I never really know whether or not it's a Jute Nukem. In fact, we could probably play some sort of quiz about that. Is it a Jute Nukem game or just a, a fever dream? Because I remember there <laughs> being sexy pigs or something in it at some point. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Um, sexy pigs. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know Are what you what sure I mean. this wasn't a fever dream? <laughs> it, it potentially could have been, no. Uh, yeah, I think we need to like have another one to figure it out. <laughs> all right cheers mate thank you
0: <laughs> um, moving on swiftly um yes. <laughs> the uh, the big consoles of the year were the ps1 and the n64 uh, the less said about the saturn the better mm. um i did uh, the, the sound's quite a beloved console to be fair it's uh, but yeah didn't do that well um so we'll move on to some of the releases that that were released uh in this year and um i thought what we'd do is uh, have a bit of a chat about them um and also um i kind of want to know from you do you think they were game changers uh do you think they were games you know it was sure a game um or was it just plain shite um and <laughs> i think we'll start with probably the most well-known game from 1997 which was final fantasy 7 uh, which was released on the ps1 on november 17th uh dan have you got any memories of this particular game?
2: I have got quite a few memories. I've got a Cloud Strife figure chilling out over there. I've got the Cloud Amiibos. Um, it's one of my favourite games of all time. Uh, definitely top five. I think, in terms of how it played, I actually played it after Final Fantasy VIII. So, Final Fantasy VIII was my first introduction to Final Fantasy games. Seven was weird because it was quite dated already at that point. Eight was like this technical marvel and the cutscenes were all. All the FMVs, I should say, were like really, really great, um, like character displays. Whereas Seven, it was still kind of like you had the polygons, didn't you're pretty much in just mm-hmm. absolutely everything, and they were slightly more fleshed out in some of the FMVs. But everything from the music through to the story, through to the mini games, the quality and the caliber of the fights, uh, the summons, um, it's it's incredible. Um, such a great game. I'm looking forward to the remake, but I'm also kind of not wanting to play it out of. Love for um, love for the previous or the old release. My mm. biggest fear, and I did try to play Seven again when it was re-released on Switch, is that I will feel uh, empty inside and remember the feeling of finishing that game when I was so so sad. Mm. So that's that, that's, um, that's that's how sad it gets, gents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <a> for <feeling laughs> Teary now. A teary. I know, I
1: know, I know,
2: I <laughs> know. It was you know that feeling when you you played a game for. I mean you got one game a year or you maybe got two or three games a year and seven was this three four disc marvel and it had this huge like booklet inside with all images of kate sith which i didn't have a clue what it was i still don't know i have a clue what it is <laughs> um you know and then this amazing kind of um narcissistic main character and you you, you just i don't know you go through the motions all with like, a proper jrpg and then by the time of finishing the game and you finish like the final boss and the end credits roll. I always get that uh, melancholy kind of feel, and I'm like, "Oh, I just I, I never know what to do at that point." And I still get that now. It's quite nice. Mm. It's like Sunday evening syndrome. Um, Rich, <laughs> it's you you, it's you eloquently hot, put
1: it. The heartbeat effect.
2: <laughs> yeah, the heartbeat effect. So when heartbeat starts rolling on the Sunday night, Beatles' abouts already been on, and you know it's time oh. to go to bed. That's uh, that's the feeling of finishing a game like that. It was immense.
0: Mm. <laughs> I feel like back in my childhood now, just thinking about Beatles about and heartbeat. Oh, yeah, God. And <laughs> yeah. songs um, of the
1: praise kicks in. You know, school's around the corner. I like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no,
0: yeah. Mm. Um, Rich, what about you? Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> good story about this actually. Um,
1: Final Fantasy VII actually has quite a um a real strong place in my heart because um. It, enabled, it allowed me to buy an N64 because my sister, at the time, she's one of those people that saw the cutscenes in the TV ads and thought, oh, this is reflective of the game. I need to get uh, this game. So I managed, I convinced her to buy my PlayStation 1 off me so I could buy an N64. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Okay, <laughs> so that now, was cool.
1: <laughs> so she ended up, So many people ended up playing this, well, okay, it's it's still a lovely game, but to many people, a lot of mainstream gamers are very primitive looking RPG that wasn't as lavish as what the uh, trailers made out so and yeah. I was playing Mario 64 in the meantime having a time in my life
2: yeah <laughs> I can imagine yeah
1: wow. played, I played a little bit of the game myself I did sit on a floor and play some Final Fantasy but it's never never been my series unfortunately so yeah. so
2: you never played it? that's basically what you're trying to tell us that you never yeah. played <laughs> one of the most important games of 997 <laughs> mm-hmm The one that Andrew's pitched to you and that's that's literally you're just saying I've never played it. You didn't even prepare yourself to play it in this. No, nothing.
0: Mario Mario 64 was more important. Let's be
2: fair.
0: I think as as somebody from the Switch Island and considering Final Fantasy VII is on the Switch, it might be something that uh, the Switch Island needs to force Rich to play? Yeah, I
2: think we can probably do that. Although <laughs> I am pretty confident my game of the year will not be on your list. But we'll get to that in a minute.
0: Okay, right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, hmm. I think I'll just say something quick for myself about Final Fantasy 7 which is that uh, I've got huge memories of that. That It was a game that me and my brother bought together. Like We pitched in, like we pulled our pocket money because hmm. we both thought it was going to be amazing. Um, and I played it and my brother watched me play it. <laughs> um, so quite why he put his pocket money in when I did all the playing I'm not sure um, I think I bought it off him later and so I gave him his half of the money back because <laughs> he just hadn't wow. played it um, but yeah that was um, that was a big deal I, I did it the other way around too Dan I played Final Fantasy 7 first and then went to 8 and mm. 8 is my favourite and so I wonder if there's something in that perhaps that the mm. order you play them in <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> dictates potentially what you like best but um because usually it's the it's the first the first game that you play you tend to gravitate to more because it was the first one
2: i'd still say i prefer eight over seven you do, I you still do. Put, Okay, i'd still put uh, majority of the final fantasy seven eight nine ten and twelve i would put within the top ten games that i've played but mm. yeah I'd, it'd be very tough for me to rank nine and eight against each other and twelve to be honest as well Yeah I struggle And I flip between it Year on year So (laughs) It's like your favourite episode Of like a TV show One year it might be something Next year Could be anything else like yeah. the episode south park where they've all got bums for faces so i was thinking about that before as my favorite episode and i was like no no it's chin pokemon so
0: anyway i digress sorry i've had a phantom. <laughs> no south park has a lot of good episodes i'm I'm now thinking yes. of the one where britney yeah. um shoots herself in the in the head and it's just britney without a head for the entire episode oh,
1: the music Wait. in the
0: background yeah <laughs> that's an amazing I'm episode trying to remember my five episodes now Jeez.
1: oh my god <laughs>
2: Can we just do this? It's a podcast where we just approach South Park episodes and talk about them for an hour. That'd be quite yeah,
1: good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not do in this a one. Podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So Dan, um, I think I know your answer already. Um, but Final Fantasy VII was it a game changer? Was it all right, or was it a bit rubbish? Yeah, I
2: think you can probably answer this for me, mate. It's a definitely a game changer. Um, only because my again I've referenced my small, tiny, petty, ugly mind um a couple of times, but. It was the first time I'd hit, like, a JRPG. Um, previously, before that, I'd kind of been playing, like, I don't know, bog-standard FIFA games, GoldenEye, you know, the usual trash that people on the N64 were playing. Um, so then this game came along and completely changed my game, at least, I'd say.
0: Thank you, Dan, for that. Nice, nice. So, Rich, what was this for you then? Was this a game-changer or not quite?
1: um game changer for me cuz i got my n64. Ah. <laughs> Best decision i ever made.
0: Yeah, that could have gone either way. Um but an actual game changer then. Indeed. Literally. Um yeah. I would say definitely for myself it was a game changer a uh, game changer as well. Mhm. Um I don't know what else to say about that. Um but <laughs> <laughs> Um Rich, um you kind of mentioned the game that you started playing directly after you sold your ps1 to your sister which was mario kart 64 and that's actually the next game on the list um which was released on june the 24th um i'll start with you this time rich since uh you must have big opinions on this one um what was uh what's your experience with mario kart
1: 64. I, I love i love the game i mean it to me doesn't stand up to the snes one and everything that's followed since for the most part but I love that game, love it a bit. I mean, my fondest memory is still playing Toad's Turnpike for the first time, dodging traffic. Um, I, I, ad- I adore that game. I absolutely adore that game. So
0: hmm. it sounds like it was, considering all the other ones seem to be better than it, from what you're saying.
1: second <laughs> high high praise, <laughs> bottom of the list.
0: <laughs> what was what is it about um, Mario Kart 64 that you know that made you want it so badly to sell your PlayStation?
1: No, it, w- it was actually Mario sixty four that made me uh, make that decision. Uh, but Mario Kart came uh... very shortly. Sure it. it was like the second I think game I actually got afterwards. So, I was back to back Mario games until I got my next, my third game. Um, now, just always big Mario Kart fan. I mean, my sister had a Super Nintendo, and I played um, the original Mario Kart religiously. So here I was. That was actually the first Nintendo console I owned personally. Um, so having my own Mario Kart game. Being able to play it for my own bedroom. Yeah, it just was uh, a little bit seductive for me, I guess. Wow, okay. <laughs> Wrong word to use. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 pretty, I think we could probably type seductive when you were a young child playing Mario Kart 64 in your room. Some blue shell stands. A bit of blue. Bit Biting blue. your lip when you win.
0: Mm. <laughs> um. I, I feel like I'm going to say this a lot today. Moving swiftly on, Dan, um, <laughs> <laughs> what were your? Um, did you have? Did you play this game when it was out? Have you played it since? Have you got any particular thoughts on it?
2: Well, I didn't find it seductive, Andrew. If that's what you're going to ask <laughs> me, um, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. I fondly remember Diddy Kong Racing more so than Mario Kart 64 on the N64. I don't know why. I think it was a better kart game. It Shoot bad. me, anyone online? Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was fine. It just wasn't. It didn't... I just preferred the SNES version, to be completely honest, I think. I just didn't like how it translated over on the 64. I think Rich is not along with me. I think he agreed. It,
1: it did, actually. It felt... One thing I noticed, it felt slower. I found the, the yeah. SNES version felt more zippy, and he just kind of it sang about it. It just trembled a bit more, but I don't know. I was a new N64 owner.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it's like the Mario Tennis of that generation, mm. but our version of the Switch Mario Tennis, not the... Re- originals, because they're yeah. actually quite good. You know what I mean? It just didn't... It wasn't as well polished as the SNES version of Mario, Mario Kart, so... Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
0: Mm, yeah, there's something about the SNES version, and um, I feel bad here, but I have to hold my hand up and say that I actually never played Mario Kart 64. Wow. Yeah, so um, I've played the SNES version, I've played Mario Kart 8, but, yeah, never Mario Kart 64, so so there you go oh. but I haven't been much of a Nintendo person I suppose I had a, I had a Nez and Snez and then after that what? I didn't have anything for quite a while so <laughs> until recently, <Rich. laughs> until recently. Have,
2: can we have a private conversation <laughs> in another way <laughs> 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 Need to get this fun guy off the island right now quickly just, just join them just join
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: keeps on drawing giant blue S's everywhere he's a weirdo
0: I've come to take you down from the inside. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Um, <laughs> it's like aliens again. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so, for me, I would just say this is a game. I don't know anything about it. It's not. It's not rubbish. It's. It's not a game changer for me. Um, Rich, what, what about yourself?
1: I'd still say it's a game for me. It. it yeah, you know, it was a big part of you know my early N sixty four ownership, but on reflection there's been better ones since i mean i love um eight on the switch mm-hmm. so and it does it hasn't stood the test of time like the actual snes one have has should i say so i'd say i put it about a game middling okay.
0: sounds fair. yeah
2: yes i'll go i'll go with game i'd agree with rich i was just going to concur 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 with the man
0: So the next game on the list um, is another PS1 game. Um, This one was released November 1st. Um, Just so you know, all the games that I've got on this list released in the latter half of 1997. So for some reason, that was the good half of the year. Um, This one is Castlevania Symphony of the Night, um, which I think quite a lot of people deem as as the best Castlevania. Uh, Dan, would you concur?
2: Never played it, never played a Castlevania game. Have no interest to ever play it ever again. Wow. I'm probably the worst person to ever speak about these types of games. Same as Metroid. I've never played a Metroid game. Um, well, I had the one on the SNES, I want to think, that came in a giant box and I've still got that somewhere as well. But in terms of Castlevania, no, absolutely no interest whatsoever, even though a lot of people revere this as like their favorite game. So,
0: Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Oof, feels good to get that off my chest. Is it, is it just, it you. Just, would you class it as, as crap? <laughs> is that what we're going uh, for here? I, You know,
2: I am a very liberal fella and I have not played it, so I don't know whether or not it's good or not, and I reserve judgment on okay. it because it might be fantastic and it might be my thing, but never played it, so I can't help you. Oh, there you sorry. Go. There we go. Let you
0: down. Well, yeah, you've let everybody down. Um, <laughs> I have. <laughs> Rich, I'll move on to you. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this oh. game?
2: Uh, another letdown. In the words of Alan Partridge,
1: uh, can I shock you? Because um, I agree with absolutely everything Dan said to the letter, oh, wow. Metroid, Castlevania, <laughs> everything. But the you most, favorite the was my favourite. Let's see, I think the most attention I've ever given a Castlevania game was uh, the one on the N64, because how bad it looked in the uh, screenshots. I'd <laughs> stare at them all day in my magazine thinking, I will never buy you. Wow. I've, I've never been, yeah, never Castlevania, never been a Metroid fan. I, yeah, I'm
0: really sorry. There we go. I uh, I mean I, I'm not like a huge Castlevania fan, but I do feel personally attacked by both of yeah. you right in, right here and now. Um, <laughs> no love <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. I pad this bit out, so sit <laughs> it won't be the last time tonight. <laughs> don't worry.
2: Um,
0: yeah, to be <laughs> fair, I've I've not played a huge amount of it, but what I have played, I've I've quite enjoyed, and I I, I don't mind the format. At Metroid, I quite like. Um, I I, I guess there we go. I'm I, I mean, Dan. You don't want to completely. Um, kind of say it's 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 awful richie the same you you kind of reserve judgment on the off chance that one day you might enjoy one yeah
1: i mean i can't i won't hold it against the game that i don't care about it (laughs) 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 no i mean maybe one day i'll play it i don't know i mean i've dabbled i guess i've dabbled in a way since with the switch because of the complete sheer amount of uh Metroidvania's there are, so that's about the nearest I've got to the genre at least.
0: Mm. Well, there we go. I will I think I'll leave that one there. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. definitely a game. Um <laughs> It is a game. A game. <laughs> so back to the N sixty four, um hopefully this is one that you've played, Rich. Um and uh, released on August twenty fifth was GoldenEye 007. Um what did you play this one, Rich? Was this the third game that you bought or This was
1: my um yeah, this would have been my uh, christmas game of that year. So wow. I think it's okay. actually 22 years old tomorrow. Actually it's birthday. Wow. Wow. you were
0: right it's the 24th today. Ah. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah,
1: that this game yeah, it's just it is it plays horribly now, but it was a classic <laughs> of the time. It changed the way um, fpss were seen on the consoles. Um just fantastic. I mean, it was mature as well. I mean, you know, we were used to the cuteness of, N- of Nintendo. Nothing wrong with that, but having a nice a license for a movie that was, you know, published by Nintendo and had blood and it wasn't fountains of blood, but still, you could see blood. Um, just yeah, no, fantastic game. I love the music. Um, I can't sing the praises of Goldeneye enough. I, I love this game. Absolutely love it.
0: Sounds like it, yeah. Sound in love with a game it sounds very interesting. You see, again, you start off in the toilet as well, so it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, are you uh, similarly in love with Goldeneye?
2: You're really going to segue me after Rich just said it started in the toilet, and that's how I've got to pick up the conversation <laughs> now. Right, okay. Let me yeah. think. Um, I love this game. It's one of my favorite games. It is fantastic. It was so much fun. And I think it's possibly the best couch court game ever made. Mm. Um, No one can go as odd job, absolutely no one can. Were
1: you a Uh, no slapper kind of guy? Slappers only. Slappers slappers only.
2: I didn't mind that, but I think if you had the golden gun, uh, that was the first kind of like true battle royale of like, yeah, it was uh, with giant heads on. That was just the hell, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) hilarious. But the genius that decided to make the game that you were walking and when you were running, you were bobbing up and down. I don't want to slap that person around <laughs> the mouth because that was the worst feature <laughs> in a game and it made me feel sick countless times. Um it's it's brilliant. Pete will always say how Perfect Dark was better. I will always disagree with him wholeheartedly because it didn't have like a cubic version of Sean Bean in um, that you could kill at any at any point. But yeah, that's it's a super fun game. I don't think there's been many other film crossovers that mm-hmm. have reached the heights of Goldeneye or as fond. No. Uh, fond memories of but i don't know it's just yeah absolute game changer for me
1: i mean it was quite ahead of its time as well in terms of just things like shooting um security cameras as well i mean like you yeah. felt like you know you were being tracked and you had to cover your tracks you know it's just no i just lo- love that game to bits absolutely love it
2: the mul- the multiplayer of it as well just the, the map design of the levels and the fact that they bastardized pretty much every part of every mission kind of make it fit hmm. this um you know this multiplayer mode um it was just unheard of it was such a good game
1: yeah and plus that that tank level as well is one of my most satisfying one of my most satisfying experiences as a gamer mm. i remember christmas morning just hearing them squelching under my tra- under my tank as i was driving That's over style, yeah. russian soldiers it was just the best thing ever absolutely love it i'm done wow. now the Wilhelm scream, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, of it's course.
0: completely complete turnaround from the last game. um It's like nothing but love <laughs> for this one. What um, was the last game? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Best you don't, I suppose. um But yeah, I, I, I'm trying to rack my brains. i talking about licensed games. I'm trying to remember if there is, if there's one that kind of stands mm. up to it in terms of. I mean, all I can think of, and and this stands up in no way to Goldeneye is Aliens Colonial Marines um which oh. is not even well it's not even really a tie to the game or alien resurrection on the ps1 which is mm, not yeah. a good game not a good game no i mean it, it it has its it has its scary bits but yeah not great
1: um i loved the alien that, trilogy on saturn that was a blast that was the first mm, game i had played on the saturn
0: <laughs> and die hard trilogy as well That actually oh. i've got some fond memories of that mm. um that's a pretty good game there's three different, game. completely different games in, in love, one which is pretty it, awesome yeah that yeah. um,
2: oh, was a, very very strange games to get on Christmas morning. Die Hard trilogy, <laughs> trying to figure that out when you've I never got seen that films Christmas before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got that and Aliens. I can't remember the um, yeah. the actual w- which one it was, and that was again petrifying. And Puzzle mm. Bubble.
0: Puzzle Bubble. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Good go game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you, go. you got a good spectrum that year then. Good spectrum of of different games
2: oh yeah a plethora of games that absolutely made no sense whatsoever but probably in some sort of bargain bin somewhere that my parents picked up for me um but no i I remember remember picking the playstation up and being like what the hell is this console and just playing around with the eject feature on it and then seeing the disc spin kind of a little bit and then eventually getting one chipped Um, and and then that that was just when the world blew up and i had absolutely (laughs) every game on that it was amazing Mm -hmm. can they still do you can can i talk about chipped playstations on or is it yeah it's okay I'm scared right. I think, it's fine yeah it's, okay. yeah, it's
0: fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my dad did exactly the same it was like oh should we get this chipped like oh, yeah, I guess I guess so um, and also that was really the only way you could play Thrill Kill um, oh, okay. I, I, I'm Thrill not sure we must be jumping ahead a couple of years here but yeah <laughs> You've,
2: you've ruined the format and ruined, the format. Podcast.
0: I like ruined it. the format but i just yeah thrill kill popped into my head um <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> oh, that
1: game jesus that's that's a that's a blast in the past i remember watching a feature about that on tv what was it on i remember what tv show was that covered video games i can't remember if it was like bits on channel four There was something yeah. that had a feature about that game and it was just like yeah M bondage fine game like messed up absolutely messed up
0: yeah it's it, i mean i free. i think i've i've played it like i can't remember when i played it but it was a couple of years ago again just to see if it was still as bad as it was in the day and it's, it's, it's like um, have you ever watched The Exorcist, the film The Exorcist Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just you, you kind of it's like my, my mum watched it when it first came out in the 70s and people were being sick in the cinema mm. and like you know <laughs> fainting and everything and I watched it as a, you know I think I watched it when I was like 15 um, and I, w- I laughed at it I'd seen much worse and I was like this is ridiculous and Thrill Kill was the same it's like I you know at the time it was a bit like raunchy and all that but playing it like now it's like this is really tame like there is so only worse. Um,
2: it's only two times that's ever happened in my life and first one was when my cousin threw up after seeing, you know, where the alien head reveal in Independence Day, mm. where you go like that, Will Smith shows it. To like it's like they got, they just <laughs> absolutely everywhere. And the other time was when my nan cried after watching the video for Christian Aguilera's Dirty uh, because what? she was upset with how the world was turning
1: out. Can we do a podcast just about this? I need to. Yeah, All 40 minutes to about this. this was the
2: I was there going, I hey, I am really enjoying this. <laughs> and. Did she start crying? Because she she thought she, she wasn't crying cry. at you, like. No, no, not at all. Well, <laughs> uh, well, you never know.
0: <laughs> we have uh, we've taken a little bit of a, a detour there, I think. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you wanted <laughs> us on. Actually, yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> so, game changer then? Are we saying for Goldeneye, it's a it's a game changer? Uh, yeah, I go with that. I'll oh yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A
2: hard a hard game changer. A really. hard
0: game changer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, moving on, uh, I, 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 considering that we were talking about Castlevania, the way you were talking about Castlevania, I'm not quite sure how you're going to react to this one. Um, it's uh, another PS1 game, uh, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, which was released mm-hmm. September 19th. Dan, any memories of this at all?
2: You could fart in the game, Andrew.
0: So, um, of course, you have memories of it, yes. <laughs> exactly. That is
2: all I remember about this game. I remember <laughs> having it on the PlayStation, and I remember playing it twice. Um, and just having absolutely no idea what was going on, uh, I kind of bracket it in, my and it's by no means any any way similar to Mist, the game, which a lot of people really really loved. But I had no clue what the hell was going on, and Thief as well, which was just a, again very confusing game on the PC for me at that time. I um, wasn't very, I uh, wasn't an intelligent child, nor nor am I an intelligent adult. But even now, I still, um, yeah, just uh, just never appealed to me. The whole franchise just didn't really get my goat. Yeah,
0: sad. Right. But you could fart, so, you know, there was something. There
2: was you something could find like... it. And <laughs> the noises, whatever they oh, did. But, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a thing. It was, it was a game. It was a game. So, yeah, it was
1: a game. That's cute. That, Hello. Was, cute. Yeah, that game was cute. Anyway, sorry. I'm
0: not there. <laughs> continue, continue <laughs> it. The, the game was oh, cute. What else? I spoiled it.
1: I have thoughts about <laughs> this game that I'm going to share. Um, yeah, I never owned this, but it's one of those games I played religiously around my mate's house. We both had PS1s. He owned it. He owned the game. I didn't. But, you know, I used to, this game was adorable. It was kind of a bit bit barbaric as well, at times, I found. Mm. I like just watching them get like, detonated into, like, meat chunks. And, yeah, obviously, there was the varting <laughs> as well. It was, yeah, it was, it felt like a bit of a, well, I guess, more of a, a modern kind of lemmings in a way, but with the really weird gameplay me- um gameplay mechanics. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was a very odd game. i didn't play it enough to really give a real opinion but i i just remember it being really really cute
0: mm.
1: a bit dark yeah. and grimy but cute
0: a little bit dark and grimy yeah yeah i i think i sit somewhere in between you because i i i've never i don't think i've not i don't think i've played it myself not to any large degree anyway but i remember sitting and watching a friend play it and and kind of understanding that it was quite like you say quite a cute game and also quite dark um but yeah, i've got really got no real hmm need or want to play it myself. Um so it definitely is a game. Um but I'm not sure it's um <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I um, loved how you yeah. could
1: like communicate. You obviously had to kind of gesture to other mm. um whatever they are. <laughs> I don't know what they actually are the called, things. but yeah those <laughs> things. Um but yeah that was that was cool. But other than that,
0: yeah. Hmm. So are we all saying are we all saying it was a game? A bit of a game? It, yeah I'm it saying, saying it's game. a game. Yeah. 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 It's a soft game A a soft game, okay I'm Mm. I'm liking the hard and soft thing we've got going here You're stealing my uh, scoring format
2: How dare you Well, get used to it mate The world's tough (laughs) I need to create (laughs) adversity for you (laughs) 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 Sorry (laughs) Went into a zone then
0: So the next game um, we've got on the list here is, I think it's a pretty big one, to be honest. Um, December 12th this came out on the PS1, Um, I think it came out on the PC as well. And that was Grand Theft Auto, the original Grand Theft Auto. Um, This... I I think I'm going to start with this one. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you guys. Um, Massive game. Um, again, this is one that my friend probably played more than I did. It's very similar to you, Rich. We both had PS1s, but we both bought different types of games. So we'd go to each other's houses and either have a go okay. or watch the other one play. Um, to be fair, I did. I ended up playing a lot of this um, because of what it was. It's just It's something I'd never, ever seen before is horrifically brutal um, which being a teenager was also incredibly funny um, you know getting points for mowing down as many was it like um, harry krishna as yeah. possible yeah.
2: when they were in the row and yeah. they were like yeah they'd stay together yeah, yeah. red
1: skid marks and shit we yeah. <laughs> breaking hard. oh it was vile
0: oh. <laughs> but it was like a completely <laughs> new take on, on trying to get a high score. You know, you try, you're, you're trying to, in normal games, you, you're mowing down the enemy. In this, you're just mowing down anybody and every, and anything. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was the, 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 comp- the vibe of the game, the complete feel of it was just like nothing, I think, anybody had ever played before at that point. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts about this one?
2: I really love this game. Um, very fond memories. I think I actually had this on the PC, if mm. I remember rightly because i remember this and then GTA London uh, which were just two fantastic games and GTA 2 as well obviously uh, but again mowing down harry Krishnas when you were uh, when you could get the tank at some points um oh. uh, and again genuine jump moments when you were trying to like run away from the police and you're like right i've like escaped them and then all of a sudden like three police cars just like fly around the corner because it was obviously very limited view of what you could see Um, But you could see more the quicker you were going. So when you slowed down and broke, you're like, right, I'm away from everything. (laughs) Three police cars just charge into you. Um, It was super good. The controls were, even now, damned annoying. Um, If you want a modern version of this game, I would recommend everyone go and pick up Hotline Miami, um, either on the Vita or on Switch, um, because, again, it's very similar to the aesthetic of this game. But it just doubles down like ten times on the violent side. So, mm-hmm. I very very fondly remember this game.
0: Yeah, and Hotline Miami's just come out on the Switch. In fact, hasn't it? Only a few days ago.
2: Tell you what, dude, I do absolutely love as well. Like it's when because um, GTA uh, they had the giant map that came with the game. Mm. So I just remember seeing like the zones, and I can remember the colors of the zones because it was based on which kind of um, gang ruled which part. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's so so fun. Such a great game
0: definitely uh, rich what
1: about you yeah i absolutely love this game again i had a mate who had it on the pc i ended up getting it on the playstation got my mum to order it from a different member the older uh, mail order company uh, gameplay she ordered yes. it for me and Ooh, thought, oh, yeah. oh this is nice i like this <laughs> i was like got home from school grabbed it went upstairs and it's just just fantastic i mean it felt like forbidden fruit in a way that game i mean the only real violence i'd had in a video game prior to that was playing like Robocop versus Terminator on the Mega Drive and this game was just like brutal it you know what it was being 15 at the time so it wasn't far off the age but just everything about running over the pedestrians just the absolute carnage swearing the music just fantastic it was one of the most important
0: games of that year for me definitely Mm -hmm. Mm. and it started off a huge franchise which is like Massive, it's kind of still a top seller, GTA 5. Massive, yeah. It's even now, how many years ago did GTA 5 release? It's it's 2011, I think. Was it that long ago? GTA 5 might be nearer, yeah, maybe 2013 or something. Something along those lines, but yes, huge, huge, huge game. Um, and my only, not Grand Theft Auto, but um, my claim to fame. Uh, it's not really, a claim to fame. Um, <laughs> is that, um, so there's a, a studio called, uh, it, it's not there any longer. It's there, but it renamed, it used to be called Tarantula Studios and they mm. made Game Boy games um, and they had a, a QA a place um, on the ground floor. They were upstairs um, and they were owned by uh, Rockstar. Um, so mm. they um, created Game Boy games upstairs and then they did the QA for basically all Rockstar games downstairs. Mm. Um, and I did um, a... When I was fifteen, I did um, my—I uh, can't remember the word now. What do you do when you're fifteen? Um, Quite a few things. <laughs> uh, a lot drink, of
2: things. Christina
1: videos
0: and your name.
2: Christina Galera videos.
0: Yes, making cry. Um It was—it was work, work experience. experience. That was what I was. Work awesome. experience. Okay. Um, okay. I lost my words completely there. Um, I did work experience with them, um, and um, they were making GTA for the Game Boy. Um, so I got to test mm-hmm. that out, but also um, one thing I wasn't allowed to see is they were testing GTA 2, and it was in a room oh. that was locked off, and I wasn't allowed to go in it. And I could just hear it, like from outside, I could hear what was going on, uh, but they would never let me go in and, and look at it. Um, so yeah, it's my kind of-ish claim to fame there. Best that I uh, experienced story. Ever. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, was I was really lucky to get that work experience. <laughs> they still they're still there. I think they're called Rockstar North now. Yeah. Um, yeah so they do different things but yeah it was it was, it was pretty good and my other, me- my other memory of that is that there was a huge poster of lucy lawless in one of the qa offices and right. uh, one of the guys there was just absolutely in love with her and uh, at the time i wasn't i wasn't an out gay man at the time i was 15 and uh, i had to play along that lucy lawless was the most beautiful woman i've ever seen to be fair she's pretty pretty good looking but yeah not not for me um so <laughs> 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 she's fit isn't she she's yeah big kai icon sh- so.
2: yeah 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 yeah, mm. <laughs> Ooh. yeah
0: it's her and julian anderson were the, the two go-tos oh. that i had at that age to to kind of pass us straight so um there you go um okay. anyway Fair enough. Yeah. um so what are we saying for grand theft auto then are we saying uh, game changer here
2: I thought you were going to say Gillian Anderson Uh, yeah I'd say Grand Grand Theft Auto (laughs) Uh, you know what I'm going to say game because I don't think it was a game changer at this point it was still fantastic and it was great fun but I still don't I don't regard this as anywhere close of my top games I just remember it being a good time Mm. Um, I just think the series really morphed when 3 came along Mm. but yeah I'm going to say game for this one but hard game game. game.
0: okay Rich what about you
1: no, i'm, I'm gonna uh, towards a game changer for me uh game opened change. my uh, you know opened us opened up the, you know our eyes to a massive series um yeah really made me realize how much i love game violence um <laughs> very important <laughs> game in my younger years okay.
0: There we go yeah um i I think I'd <laughs> concur with Rich um say so it was a bit of a game changer, um just nothing like it, and I think without it we wouldn't have gta three so I think uh oh, although i nice. I get Dan's point completely, I think uh yeah it was necessary for sure um okay, we've got two games left um so the next one now I feel I almost feel like this one's a little bit of a niche one, and I'm not sure if either of you are going to have played this or not, so this could be really short. Um, mm. So this is a PC game released on November the 14th, and it was Blade Runner. Um, I think it was Westwood, Westwood Studios' point-and-click adventure game based on the film. I say based on the film. It was a side story to the film. Um, Rich, oh. Rich, is this one that you ever played? Um, No,
1: <laughs> never once. <laughs> <Sorry>. Never once. <laughs> never heard of it, never... <laughs> No. I, remember, I remember watching clips of it on, uh, was it Cybernet back in the day, okay. um, but never played it, <laughs> so, no, gameplay was very nice, I... but,
0: yeah, okay, Um, I'll come to you then, Dan, Dan? Oh,
2: aren't we interesting guests, I have never played this game, <laughs> I do not remember it, that I can recall, but it, it sounds like something that would have been locked on a demo disc at some point that I might have uh, messed around with, but no, absolutely no memory of it
0: wow okay this is what's going to be a quick one then yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um i definitely Well, I, I put this on the list just because i have such fond memories of it it was um it's probably and it's still probably still is the the only point and click adventure game that i've really liked which probably a lot of people oh. will be um not happy with cuz there are so many good ones like um you know monkey island um I'm struggling to think of all the ones. Broken Sword. Grim Fandango. There you go, Grim Fandango, Broken which I've never played, and and I feel like Dan might hurt me for that. Um, <laughs> um But Blade Runner was, I mean, the the film was, uh, you know, it was a huge. I'm a huge fan of sci-fi, and Blade Runner is one of the greatest sci-fi films ever made. Um, so having a game of it and having, it wasn't a continuation of the story, but it was, a, you know, a different story in the same universe. Um, to me, that was. That was an amazing thing. I, I don't think I'd ever really come across something for, at that point, anyway, where you got to be in that universe, but you weren't just playing the film. You were, mm. you know, playing as different characters. You could really get into it, and the the graphics on that thing were absolutely amazing. Um, it was mostly pre-rendered backgrounds with, you know, very well done 3D sprites but um yeah another one that me and my brother played together um another one that i played and he watched i should say um Mm. but the story for that game is absolutely fantastic and even though i'm really have really great memories of it i I would definitely say it was just a game in that respect it's never been a game changer i don't think it had the clout to be a game changer Mm. it was it's, it's such an obscure title for quite a lot of people as you two have evidenced here um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i i guess what what's your thoughts on this game you've never played was it, was it a game changer for you um i'm gonna go in
2: i'm gonna go with the game
1: there's a game and that existed
0: it did it, it existed. sounds sure.
2: interesting though i'd like to play
0: it just it's, on the um yeah, yeah. it am is right
1: difficult to, assume, to play am i right to assume that some of the original characters were in it but didn't have the likenesses or was it just completely new characters
0: they did have some of the characters from the film. I think they had Tyrell and is it Rachel who was in mm. there? I can't remember her name now. I, I'm a big fan of the film, but I haven't seen it for so long that character names have just dropped out of my head. But it, it was the majority of the characters were new. I think the mm. police chief was uh, was in it as well. But um, yeah, so it was new characters and it was just so well acted. Um, it was, just, it, it, yeah, it, was in, it was incredible. It, it was a proper story. It, it was kind of an interactive movie in that respect. Um, but yeah, so there you go. It was, it was for sure a game. It did exist very difficult to play now um i was actually speaking the dreamcast junkyard guys were talking about it um we talked about it a little bit after after the podcast last night and apparently the only way to play it now is through emulation absolutely no way to play it otherwise it doesn't run Mm. on modern computers so there you go um if you want to pick it up you technically can't so (laughs) good luck (laughs) awesome Um, So let's go to the last game then, Um, and there was some love for the original when we spoke about 1996 earlier. Uh, This is the sequel, um, the one that Dan remembers, um, but kind of mistook as the first one. It's uh, Tomb Raider 2, released November 21st for PS1 and PC. Um, Dan, um, you obviously have memories of this. What, What are your memories of this?
2: My two memories were locking the fella in the <laughs> fridge, uh, traversing round the kind of uh, grounds of Lara's how- home, I don't know, even know where it was, in some posh part of the UK, um, where there's a lot of green, I think it's called grass, I think that's what it's called, um, and then uh, uh, being petrified of the first level where the tiger tries to get you, and then not playing that game ever again.
0: Right. Because you were too scared of the tigers? Because I was
2: too scared of the tiger. I was a little wimp. So that was the the point when I kind of bailed out of it. There were two tigers as well,
0: as far as I remember. So kind of right to be scared, I suppose.
2: Probably killed the first one and then realized. And (laughs) then... um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. I remember also dying underwater in it uh, and not really having any idea of how the controls worked, and <laughs> I think that probably scared me as well. I was quite scared uh, when I was younger.
1: That drowning animation sounds... was brutal. I used to hate that. Mm. When she's was? clutching her throat and just, like, rising yeah. about.
2: It yeah, it wasn't great. It, somebody enjoyed making that animation, I think. Yeah, oh,
0: it's okay. the same with her mm. swan diving off something and breaking her neck. Somebody really when enjoyed s- that s- one. When she used to yeah, scream it's... as well. When she's mm. picking wow. up
1: speed, I was like, this is a bit bad
0: yeah, a little bit much. Um, have you played any of the Tomb Raider games since, Dan? Or did that put you off altogether? I played all of the Square Enix uh, Crystal Dynamics games. Okay. I
2: really enjoyed those. They're mm. fantastic games. But again, they're kind of like a Uncharted clone. And then Uncharted kind of clone the Tomb Raider games. And then mm. Tomb Raider kind of clone the Uncharted games. And it was like this back and forth of who can create the best Uncharted slash Tomb Raider game. But... Mm. Um, anything of the original kind of trilogy? No, or the original games that I never played.
0: No. Uh, too scared. Too scared. Too scared. Yeah. too scared. Um What about you, Rich? Uh did you play Team Raider two? Uh, no, I never did actually. Um, I <laughs>
1: fell off the series after the first game. Loved the first game. It was nothing to do with it, you know, being bad. It was great. But didn't come back actually until the uh, the reboot. So I okay. I remember being excited when they um when they brought it. They actually brought the series to the Dreamcast. But I still mm. would never actually bought the games then. So I was excited <laughs> for no reason at all. I had no intention of buying them. Just It was a big franchise. Great. And which re- this is great for the Dreamcast. Yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Which which reboot did you get back into? The the, the newest one or the one before that? Because there's been two reboots now.
1: Oh, oh yeah. it would be in good the point. second one, the 2013, was it? Yeah. 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 Crystal yeah. Dynamics. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's what mm. I meant. Yeah. Yeah, which same I thing. Love that series. I mean, I, I haven't played uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but I played the, uh, the first two and love those.
2: I think I've still got it. I haven't played it yet. Shadow. Yeah,
0: I think
2: I've got sh- yeah. Yeah, I've got Shadow there. I've just never played it. I've got the special edition as well. Yeah, so like Shadow. As, is, as good. is the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came with all the DLC. You know, you kind of can't. You can't. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that, really. Um, yeah,
2: because it was a timed exclusive, wasn't it, with Xbox? And then um, it tanked because what game came out at the same time? And it pretty much ruined it oh. Oh, i think it was fallout 4
0: mm-hmm.
2: i want to cool. say fallout 4 because i think f- th- they announced it at e3 that year and then they were like right it's coming out in the in the fall and it was pretty much the same week or the same day that tomb raider came out and mm-hmm. it just ruined the game <laughs> um so nobody really played it and then when it came out on the playstation i think it sold more copies than the xbox did mm-hmm. uh, so yeah go figure not, there you go. Not the most sensible move. Need mm. to check mm. that who
0: which it was. Yeah, I know that the um, I know Rise the Team Raider was exclusive to the Xbox for a while because they had it on Xbox One and Xbox Three Sixty, but not the PlayStation until like three or four years later because they they gave it an exclusive like Croft Manor VR mode when they released it on the PlayStation. Eventually, I remember that. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool actually, um, and its the, I think that's one of the first VR experiences I had when I first got the PSVR, we're way off track now because this is definitely not 1997, um, but um, I was incredibly, that's when I discovered that VR makes me incredibly motion sick and I can't play it for more than 20 minutes without feeling horrendous, so um, VR forever will be a, a thing <laughs> for me that I can only play in 20 minute bursts. Um, <laughs> Which is fun I have one really nerdy Tomb Raider fact
1: actually I remember from playing um, I know again we're talking about the new games But from uh, Mm. Rise of the Tomb Raider I remember in like the final boss battle at the end I know Lara's got some kind of device she's using Like overriding something And there's like a little tablet computer she's using And um, some of the sound effects on the interface Were actually um, sound effects from the Dream Key browser (laughs) Oh really? There's little beeps and bloops and I just I remembered them straight away. My ears pricked. I was like, wait a minute, I know these sounds. <laughs> so that that was the best my best two mater memory.
0: Wow. That is that's pretty good um that's pretty good memory to have a bit of pretty good fact. <laughs> considering the podcast that we're on. That's really good. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well done. <laughs> we'll you've uh, you've so proved so. your worth. <laughs> Fantastic. Um so so <laughs> neither of you have many memories of Tomb Raider 2 then. Um, is this another <laughs> game? <laughs> um,
2: it's a game. It's a game.
0: It's yeah. a game. Okay. Yeah, I think definitely the same for me. It was. Uh, it's definitely not a standout um, of the series for me. Um, but there you go. And we've kind of gone through the list of uh, games that I've got there. And I do remember, Dan, that you said that you were not sure that your game of this year would be on that list. Mm.
2: There's two, technically. Two, okay. And they are number one and I put it in the top 15 for the other game um, of my game, all all time games and the first one's Dungeon Keeper Uh. uh, made by Bullfrog Mm -hmm. uh, Peter Molyneux and that is possibly my favourite game of all time Um, Have you ever played it either of you? Yes (laughs) So Dungeon Keeper and Dungeon Keeper 2 it was top down kind of strategy game where you build the dungeon as a kind of Godlike creature. You're just a ba- basically a floating hand and you try and build certain types of lairs to introduce certain type of uh, monsters. So you might get like, build like a spider lair and they'll come over and you build certain rooms like a training room and you'll get these kind of demons that come and train in there. And um, it was an absolutely exceptional game and didn't ever play the multiplayer versions of it, but just all of the skirmishes and uh, the main kind of storyline content to it was just Absolutely insanely fun, yeah. um, and I whittled away. I, I, I'd love to see if Steam was the thing back then, I probably would have put close to a thousand hours into that game. Yeah. Um, it was in it, just so much fun! So, so much fun. And the second one, um, which came out in the same year, crazy from the same developer was Steam Hospital, um, yeah. and again, an absolutely ridiculous game that I spent so much time in, uh, and even to this day cheap jokes in it still make me laugh mm-hmm. and and again if you haven't played that game then it's very little that i can tell you other than it's just a, a hospital sim where you the people come in with just the most stupid um symptoms that you have to develop rooms for make sure that you're you know you can have a potted plant outside so people are happy with it and they rate the kind of hospital and you know you have to make sure you've got the right staff in there even though they're always borderline incompetent um, then there's mice and you've got to shoot them with the mouse because you don't want a mice in your hospital and you've got to make sure there's drinks machines there because people get thirsty and there are some fellas coming with bloated head syndrome and you've got to make sure that they've got like this pinprick room where they <laughs> pinprick his head and it's such a good game um so that in the same year um it was published by bullfrog as well it wasn't developed by them i don't think so you got dungeon keeper and you got theme hospital and yet ea still bought that studio and ran it into the ground. And yeah. that's one of the main reasons why I'll never, yeah, of course, but I'll never forgive them. Um, and when Peter, people give Peter Molyneux shit, I'll always kind of point back to those games and go, as much as he did go a little bit wacky on the Fable franchise, he was an absolute visionary um, and probably one of the uh, most influential people in computer games. So those two games are my favorite from that year.
0: I and mean, they're fantastic. I've played both absolutely fantastic. The 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 Tannoy announcer in Theme Hospital is the yeah. funniest funniest thing yeah. ever love I loved her so much um I know that you've got um two point hospital coming to switch later in the year yeah. I think yeah um, made by the same guys I
2: think yeah some right? of the same really people who create that yeah year.
0: so that's kind of um kind of looking forward to that it's made me think of that um did you play theme hospital rich
1: oh yeah um yeah, yeah way way back never for too, never for too long but I, I did like it more than theme park so and I'm really happy about yeah. um two point hospital 'Cause I've I've not played um the in years, so yeah, no I'm looking forward to that.
2: They uh, both games still hold up now, which is yeah. crazy. Um yeah, I think, I think I've still got them oh, last time I checked I still had it on well know I've sold my Mac, my old Mac. So I might not have it anymore. But again, you can emulate it, it's out there. Um I think you can still buy a copy of Dungeon Keeper that plays on Mac yeah. through the app store. But they tried to monetize it. Um of course <laughs> <laughs> EA he brought out a version where it was on mobile and it was just terrible it just wasn't the same game and it was one of these kind of things where you only get so many moves per day and then you've got to come back the next day oh guess what you can actually buy some moves or you can buy a different type of character and it just lost the charm of it so I never played it but um, yeah Two Point Hospital really looking forward to because uh, that's just a spiritual successor to mm. theme hospital mm. although again the original game the artwork of it uh like you said the Tannoy answer everything still holds up it's such a good game
0: mm. absolutely yeah two games that yeah i didn't think to put in the list and there you go um you've brought them up and they are both great games although rich has not played one of them um so <laughs> <laughs> um out of all those games actually i think um there's a lot of them which has had well, there's quite a few that have got either sequels or have had games fairly recently like Final Fantasy 7 remake is mm. this early next year is that right that's coming out or is it like this year
2: Yeah, no it's it's early next year early I think next so. year
0: um, Grand Theft Auto is just always on the go Um, kind of hopefully yeah. they'll, they'll announce something about the the new one soon Um, and yeah Two Point Hospital it's you know no, 1997 was a pretty damn good year for games and it's kind of still resonating through today I think uh, a lot of the games and the franchises from it Um so thinking of that um my last question in terms of 1997 for the both of you is if you had if you had to stay in 1997 forever and only play the games from 1997 m- maybe not stay in 1997 because i think uh, yeah nobody wants to actually <laughs> remain in the year but if you could only play 1997 games the rest of your life um or if you had the choice to go back a year and only play 1996 games or skip forward, fast forward a year and only play 1998 games? Would you stay where you are? Would you stay in 1997? Would you rewind or would you fast forward and go to 1998 based on what we've talked about today? Dan?
2: Wow, that's tough. Mm. That's really, really tough. Uh, I'm going to stick. I'm not going to twist. The reason I'll stick is because we have got Dungeon Keeper. We have got Final Fantasy VII. There's some games in there that I haven't played. Uh, Maybe I might like Castlevania. You never know. Uh, Things might change. Um, But again, I've got my beloved Dungeon Keeper. I've got a themed hospital there to keep me warm at night. So Mm -hmm. I'd be happy with
0: 1997. Cool. Um, Rich, what
1: about you? Yeah, I'll definitely stick. and I'll stay in 1997. Um, That was the year I was slap bang between owning a PS1 and an N64. And I just had some of the best uh, gaming experiences during that year. I mean, all Mm -hmm. the games that I've obviously raved about in that list. And there's games like Lilac Wars as well. That was a Mm. huge one that year for me. Um, One game that probably isn't going to mean too much to a lot of people, but has a really special place in my heart, is actually Formula 197, the one that uh, Cygnosis developed for the PlayStation. That still holds up as one of the best racing sims ever made, in my opinion. So that was when they were just killing it at racing games in that year. But going back to Lilac was just the first time we had a rumble pack in a game. I still remember getting that from my birthday, just this big box. <laughs> oh, it's a huge box, was not it? Yeah. I have the fondest memories of that game. I absolutely love it. So I haven't I played think, in years, um, but I'm enjoying Starlink for that reason. So.
0: Mm.
2: I was just very quickly going to say, so the only thing that would kind of pull me into 1998, and it's, that again, very strange, kind of, there'll be a French word for it, uh, that feeling that we'll all have, like we were talking about Heartbeat before, mm. um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron.
0: Uh. Yeah. Mm.
2: That in itself makes me feel makes me feel very strange. Such a such a weird game that I remember playing it to death, but also disliking it and loving it at the same time. It's such, such a strange game. I don't know what you guys think.
0: I don't think I've played. I've played. I think I played the sequel. Was it on GameCube? Rogue Squadron Two. I am I thinking? Yeah. But I don't think Rogue I'm Leader. I Rogue Leader maybe. But yeah, Rogue Squadron. I don't think I played Rogue Squadron. Because I think you needed the expansion pack
2: for it on N64. Was that Rogue Squadron or was that? I Think. Am I thinking? Yeah, that's or?
1: something else. I've, I've got actually got Rogue Squadron behind me, and I haven't got an expansion pack. So what was
2: Rogue Squadron? Was the N64?
1: Yeah, there was. I know there was Rogue Leader on the GameCube, but there was another one. Was it? The, it wasn't the Battle for No Battle for Naboo, wasn't it? N64 I'm pretty sure. Well
2: pretty sure rogue squadron needed the expansion pack
1: it might be that it, it took it and enhanced it but so as so i've played it and i've not got an expansion pack so unless i've found some way around it I don't think,
2: <laughs> unless you got one in there you've never checked
1: because yeah, the word games are optional because I remember turk 2 you can play that without but you yeah, could yeah I remember that. use it to enhance it so it probably was that but then no, that is a fantastic game mm. i love that game mm.
2: made me feel strange i like it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <many> strange feelings <laughs>
0: yeah. All about the strange feelings. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, there you go. So 1997 for both of you. Um, yes. I, think, I think I'd think i probably stay. And one of the reasons for me as well is that um, Resident Evil Director's Cut came out in 1997. So not wow. only did you have Ooh. Resident Evil 2, but you could also replay Resident Evil 1 uh, with, dual st- with dual stick controls. Um, which is <laughs> much preferable to just oh. a D-pad. But um, well, there you go. Yeah, 1997. Pretty good year all around, I think, for gaming. Yeah
2: damn good year yeah. Very, yeah. very very good one of the best nice
0: um, and that leads us quite nicely into a little quiz that I've um, I've devised for us um, oh dear. which is 1997 or 2007 um, so what I'm going to do is I'm go- I've got a list of games here. I'm going to ask each of you in turn um, whether the game came out in 1997 or 2007. No cheating. Uh, I can't tell if you're cheating, but, but try not to. Um, and um, I'll ask you each one of you in turn a different a different game, so you won't be answering the same one. Um, there mm. are three each. Um, whoever gets the most wins. Um, if we get a tie, then I do have a tiebreaker question, which will be fastest answer first. Um, let me bring up those questions. Um, Dan, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Mega Man Eight, 1997 or 2007? 2007. You are wrong. It was 1997. It was released the PS1 in the sand. <laughs> you go. Very good stuff. Wow. Great. What start. made you say 2007?
2: because I have no recollection of any Mega Man game because I've never played them, so I'm absolutely terrible. I do remember something about X coming out recently uh, or a remaster of it, so I don't know. I've got (laughs) no
0: idea. There you go. Um, Rich, you're next. See if you can take the first point. Um, Missed Online, Uru Live. (laughs) (laughs) Silence.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He's
0: really thinking. Hopefully not online, uh, Uru live. I've never heard of that ever. Nineteen ninety seven or two thousand and seven. I'm sure any game answer. that's marketing
1: itself as being online is gonna be from ninety-seven. It just feels like it's more of a nineties uh more of a nineties term to slap on at the end of a game title.
0: Okay, so nineteen ninety seven is your answer. You yeah. are completely wrong. It's two thousand and seven. S- Who (laughs) Marketsang (laughs) was online in 2007? There you go. We both
2: missed a penalty. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, nil-nil. Dan, back to you. Yep. Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Tales, 1997 or 2007? Bollocks. I love the silence we've got here. The deepening... 1997. you saying 1997? Yeah, go on. Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Tales was, was released on the Nintendo DS in 2007. Balls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stupid <laughs> games. Chocobo is continuously
2: there to haunt me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. You guys, bastards. So, me
2: off.
0: Rich, can you get the first point? Can anybody get a point? Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Come on. <laughs> Your game, Rich. Interstate 76. <laughs> yeah, that was that was 97 it was on playstation one wasn't it positive it was on pc okay and it was 1997 you're completely correct uh, you have a point bollocks. That's amazing
2: That's a point never gonna live this down
0: you will never live it down um you do have it another one yeah dan it's a chance to redeem yourself um siphon filter logan shadow 97 or 07
2: that's got to be 07. I do remember the cyber filter games, love so that. I'll go 07.
0: It was PSP 2007. Yes. There you go.
1: So
2: it's one Great games. It's
1: kind of like the little Metal Gear Solid, but I also thought it was better. So.
2: Yeah, same as like, um, what's the Tom Clancy game? That should be basically out. Style. Style. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the hell's that gone? I know. Go figure. There
0: was a big hoo-ha about that this year, wasn't there? There was a lot of people hoping that, that it would be like announced at E3 that there'd be a new uh, Splinter Cell game. I think there yeah. was, like, yeah. I think, um, was it Sam Fisher was in uh, uh, one of the other Tom Clancy games. He was, like, a playable character or something. They yeah. put him in as DLC. Yeah, So I remember be, that. Yeah. Um, right, Rich, if you get this one right, you have one. Um, And just before I give you that as well, what I'm going to do throughout, um, obviously, we've got, you know, 97 till 2008, that's 12 whole years, which is 12 months. So over the next 12 months, I'm going to keep tally of how many of these uh, quizzes Rich actually wins. Um, (laughs) So whether Rich is actually (laughs) going (laughs) to win all of them, none of them, some of them. Um, And if you win the majority, Rich, I will come up with some kind of prize for you. So there's some incentive here. If you can win the majority of these quizzes over the uh, the course of these podcasts, so Rich, with that in mind, uh, no pressure. Um, tenchu Z or Tenchu Z, if you're American. Um, two thousand and sorry, nineteen ninety seven or two thousand and seven.
2: He's confident.
1: Um, I think it is going to be two thousand and seven.
0: Is your final answer. final answer? Yes. Yeah. Don't want to phone a friend, no. No, I've never. No. No okay. <laughs> Can't
2: oh. phone Dan. <laughs> um, podcast, I'm here. <laughs> <97, mate. laughs> so,
0: Tenshu Z, 2007. Completely correct. Xbox ah. 360 game, 2007. It's that means riff. that, Rich, you are, you are the winner. Dan, as always, commiserations.
2: You don't know how competitive I am and how much <laughs> this is going to hurt me. You've ruined my evening. <laughs> It's a good thing I'm going to bed soon. You've ruined my day.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Shall we play the tiebreaker question anyway, just to see if um, either of you can get this right? Go yeah. for yeah. it. Why not? Um, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. 2007. Rich? Um, I'll say
1: 2007 as well, cause I think it is. <laughs> oh, you, <boss>? and <laughs> you was? And you both be
0: completely wrong. It was 1997 oh. on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Wow, okay. so it Not shows that um game. shows how terrible you are at obstacle games basically yes, absolutely um what's yes, kind of the point really um yeah there we go so that is the quiz thank you very much for playing um rich i'm gonna mark that up as one on the uh on the score sheet uh let's see how you do next time um and sticking with you rich um you've got All a right. little something for us yes i have a little uh,
1: oh segment right. about. <laughs> Oh damn something. Yeah, so a little segment about the internet back in 1997. something very dear to our hearts that year. So um, you yeah, know, obviously it was a time before Google existed and uh, I think you will remember that the web browser of choice was a Netscape Navigator. And uh, Absolutely. I think we are all using 33.6k modems at the time. So uh, ba-dum, ba-dum. Remember them things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100% remember so, that. <laughs> So anyway, 1997 was a time when the uh, information superhighway, remember that term, um, was was seeing rapid growth. And I think it was less than 120,000 websites at the time. Just 120,000. Okay. Um, Wow. So anyway, I thought um, we're going to pick a website that was a must-click around that time. I think this is one that's probably going to be near and dear to Dan's heart as he's a big fan of uh, SEOs and that's uh, AltaVista. Mm. okay nice one yeah to me it was the original search engine you yeah, know the one i first used at school i actually used it on my dreamcast as well
0: I do you remember that really? you is this the one with the mountain logo is that what i'm remembering yeah yeah. yeah indeed. Oh, i remember
2: right at Ask Jeeves was my brow yeah, my, my yeah. SEO of choice.
1: Yeah, yeah. It later turned it to ask dot com and ruined it. So I love Jeeves.
2: They did. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a cultured man. Prefer Jeeves. <laughs> Keep going.
1: Really? So you never used Altavisa at all? Yeah. No. Yeah. Never. No? <sighs> no. Damn you. So this no. is why it failed, is why Yahoo bought it. Um but anyway that was the first Probably. search engine I used around the time. It was the biggest search engine, I'd say, around ninety seven, with uh, over eighty million hits a day. It was the first internet search engine to offer image, audio, and video search, and also developed the Babelfish okay. tool, which was the web's first ever multilingual search.
2: Remember Babelfish?
1: Okay. Yeah, it used to like putting. Wasn't the one that had like the um, different voices in it? You can do like, uh, I think it was. I've done my research now. What are factoids about Babblefish. I thought it was the one that had like different voices, like coffee drinker and woman. But maybe it wasn't. <laughs> and woman <laughs> I think that was, a different, that was a different tool entirely I just remember you used to type phrases in It
2: It was a different time like, There were just Mr and Master And that was it <laughs> And woman <laughs>
1: that, was, that was the internet back then Just typing stuff in And hearing it read back in funny voices but,
0: Yeah, pretty much It's the internet now, to be fair yeah. yeah,
2: it's pretty much the same thing now Just faces, isn't it? It yeah. was simpler times back then You just found soundboards everywhere oh yeah and and blended frogs
0: yeah South Park soundboards was the big thing going back to South Park again oh god (laughs)
2: yeah absolutely (laughs) I remember that yeah it was good
0: so Alta Vista, I I was going to ask if it still existed but you answered the question they were bought by Yahoo yeah in late 2003 and they were shut down
1: in 2013 and if you go to their website now AltaVista.com it takes you to Yahoo's search page which no one wants to go to so no. And they're not
2: doing especially
1: well anymore either, are they? No. So Still we'll better than Bing,
0: though,
1: but... right. mm.
0: These are all people mm. who will never sponsor the podcast now. Um, I because so
1: Microsoft's <laughs> one of my clients at my job, so shit. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's, that's it's crazy thinking about the different websites that were kind of there. And there were big websites back then, and they just don't exist anymore. Um, probably for good reason, I suppose. But, um <laughs>
2: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's just the equivalent of saying, well, why did MySpace die or MSN Messenger? Why Um, did MSN Messenger die?
0: That was amazing.
2: It still is amazing. I'd still legit use that rather than the um, absolute codswallop of WhatsApp or whatever else. Like, yeah, I think if somebody brought out an MSN Messenger skin for WhatsApp, it would be the best thing in the world, especially if you can send them really annoying things that just appear on the screen. Mm And you had to wait like what was it, thirty seconds to send another one, and it'd come <laughs> up. <and go> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like whoa, turn it down.
1: Give me a AOL Instant Messenger skin with the creaking door when they come in and leave. You love
0: that, <laughs> that sounds file.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why did people think, think thought we needed those kind of things back then? It's like the um the alert. Do you remember you could press like the bell and it would like literally send like a, a oh, ringing yeah. bell to somebody to, to se- you know if you thought they'd fallen asleep or something you know rather than leave <laughs> them alone you could uh you could just prod them as much as you wanted <laughs> um yeah. well, I did yeah, it i really-
2: like the uh, it was simpler times wasn't it i think and then especially when you had something like again msm messenger would work um you'd have myspace i just remember loading songs onto there and th- like, right, everyone's going to think I'm really cool now, and then like, scheduling people in my top friends constantly, <laughs> like just moving people from one pillar to post. On that kind of point, did you ever see the article about Tom Hardy's MySpace page? That's still there.
0: Oh, really? Whoa.
2: I will leave you boys to uh, AltaVista that yourselves yeah. and find out exactly what that <laughs> is. It's fantastic.
0: We'll try our hardest. I think we may fail if we use AltaVista to uh, get anywhere. Um, because it takes us to Yahoo and Yahoo is, uh, is bad. Hot trash. Yeah. Um, Which that was amazing. And I know that in the future you've got something even better lined up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently, <laughs> yeah, I'm currently,
1: <laughs> uh... it's in the post at the moment, I'm currently waiting for the, uh, official Dreamcast internet guide by, uh, esteemed author P Bartlett to arrive. So every episode, I'll wow. be pulling a, a random website from those pages of a 20-year-old book. And uh, we'll be seeing if those websites are still live.
0: <laughs> mm. I'm actually really excited for that because I really want to see if some of them are Seriously. still live. I mean, I, this
1: I, is I should, genuinely fascinating. I <laughs> actually found a YouTube video of someone without any kind of audio, just flicking through the pages of the book for like six minutes. Wow. It's, yeah, it's quite hypnotic. And there are a few questionable websites in there. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I (laughs) imagine some very dodgy stuff in there, but um, if there wasn't, somebody would be creating it just for the Dreamcast users, Mm -hmm. 100%, 100% guarantee.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, I think we've rambled on for long enough, Um, (laughs) and everybody (laughs) probably needs to go to bed sometime soon, Um, so we will leave it at that um, this time. Um, Dan, thank you very much for coming on. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about Switch Island and where we can find you?
2: uh at the moment absolutely bloody everywhere i think we can't help ourselves we're infesting absolutely everywhere on social media and twitter you can find us at the switch island or you can go to our website which is the um we've taken on close to Fifty thousand new people on the island recently. I think that are all coming on <laughs> to make content. So, uh, including you both as well, that yeah. I've, uh, decided to come and chip in. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, you're just you're part of the furniture now. You can't help yourself. But Andrew, <laughs> just you're uh, just furniture. You're again, there, no. sitting on the furniture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're, you're just there, mate. you just there. No, uh, like but it's we have fine. some fun. It's good. And I am on Twitter at Danny Ward two seven zero seven.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Rich. Where can we find
1: you? You can find me more or less exclusively on twitter at dreamcast barber obviously i'm on the island as well you can catch me in the switch island discord occasionally when i'm posting
0: <laughs> very occasionally <laughs> um and it's a very uh, very apt handle for twitter for the uh dreamcast Years podcast as well oh, yeah. it's almost like oh, yeah. it was it was made for for this um any reason you approached me <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly i just saw the handle and i was like yeah that guy'll do um not very good but oh <laughs> right.
2: uh, will he do yeah <laughs> go on he'll do Then it's fine
0: um uh, you can find me on twitter at oddman84 and also you can find dreamcast years at dreamcast years uh, surprisingly enough and you can also find us on uh, dreamcastyears.co.uk i was about to say the switch island.com but you know <laughs> <laughs> so I you can find me there as well. Put a link on there as well. It's fine. <laughs> okay. um, Make it easy. So, um, thank you very much. Um, that's been our first podcast. I um, hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you join us for the next one. And until next time.